Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 314 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us learn more of you and receive your message for us today. Open our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 3. John the Baptist was living in the desert when the word of God about salvation through Christ came to him. John started his ministry with teachings about repentance. The people seemed ready to hear this new word and asked what they needed to do. John gave them instructions about how to prepare for the coming Messiah. He told them to give to others and share extra blessings with those who have nothing. He told the unlawful tax collectors to charge the correct amount and not overcollect. Last, he advised the soldiers not to exert force and wrongfully terrify people. John's words are still good for us to follow today. Be a giver, be honest, and treat people well. We honor God when we do these things unto him. John wasn't afraid to tell anyone about the errors of their ways, including Herod. He rebuked Herod for taking his brother's wife, among other wicked things he'd done, so Herod put him in jail. However, before his imprisonment, he baptized Jesus, and we read about the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus and God speaking from heaven, saying, You are my son, my beloved. In you I am well pleased and find delight. By the way, both words, beloved and delight, are followed with exclamation points. Jesus was and is deeply loved by God the Father, and God took pleasure in him. Luke wrote that Jesus was about 30 years old when his ministry began, giving us the genealogy back to Adam. Verse 31 shows us that Jesus is the legal heir to King David's throne as designed from the beginning. God shows his faithfulness and his perfection here. Let's see what John has to say in 1 John chapter 2. He encourages the people not to sin, but even if they do, he tells them that Jesus is our advocate and will intercede for us. He states that we live in darkness if we dislike and hate people. Verse 15 is highlighted in my Bible and says, Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. John encourages us to abide in the Lord and conform to his will. We are to think and act accordingly to his will, and then we will have all confidence when he comes again. We will not worry about our salvation. Several times John addresses the people as little children. As we grow in knowledge and understanding of God and his ways, we grow in maturity. May we continue to seek God and seek to learn more about him. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 15. This chapter is a very short chapter where God compares the Israelites to the wood of the grapevine. We often read about the Israelites being the grapevine and we are grafted into it. In this chapter, the Lord talks about Israel being the wood for which there is no use. There is no discussion about the fruit on the vine because there wasn't any fruit on their vine. God tells Ezekiel that the only good use for the wood is for burning. There was no other benefit. The Lord will cause Israel to burn. He also mentions that they will find another fire if they escape from the first one. There is no escape, only destruction. Again, we see the phrase, you shall know, understand and realize that I am the Lord. The Lord set himself against the Israelites and there was no turning back his wrath. May we give our hearts to him and seek him with all our might. In chapter 16, God uses multiple metaphors to try and show the Israelites what they had become. He tells them their behavior was an abomination to him. In his sight, 
They were disgusting, shamefully vile, and detestable. They worshipped idols, set up altars on every corner of every street, and sacrificed their children to other gods, among other abominable things. The Lord compared the Israelites to Sodom and said their actions were even worse than those in Sodom. He tells them that their spiritual family is made up of the Amorites and Hittites, the people who occupied the land of Canaan before he gave it to them. His people had become ungodly people. However, God also promised that one day he would make a new covenant with them, bring everyone back to him, and forgive them through the new covenant, which we know is through Jesus. At the beginning of the chapter, God talks about how he came to the Israelites' rescue, saved them when they were about to be destroyed, and chose to raise them from an infant into a glorious nation, blessing them along the way. Other nations marveled at them. But then the Israelites started relying on those other nations more than relying on God, which was an abomination to him. At the end of the chapter, God says again, You shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord. He wants them and us to know, understand, and realize that he is the great I am. May we put all our trust in him today, no matter what our circumstances look like. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 133. This is very short and about the blessings of unified people. Verse 3 says, It is like the dew of lofty Mount Hermon and the dew that comes on the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, even life forevermore, upon the high and the lowly. The Lord blesses us when we are bound and operate in unity with one another. Even in the book of James, he encourages us not to be divided and not to speak poorly of one another. Paul writes much the same in his letters. May we receive God's message here and draw close to one another in unity for his name's sake. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that continues to teach us and transform our hearts. May we become more like you as we read about you and your love for us. Help us love as you do, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.